0: Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is episode 75. And today we are starting a new series focusing on women in leadership. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this conversation, a conversation that is much needed and one that we've been hoping to do for a while. Today, we're going to be focusing on women in leadership, and this is going to be our introductory episode where all four of us are going to have a chance to share a little bit about why this conversation is still relevant and important and needed today. And so with that being said, Bernard, Shu, and Xenia are here. How are you guys doing? What's up? Yo, yo, yo.
1: Hey,
0: how's it going? Oh, it's going good because we're recording an episode, and that's always good. Thankful for these little mercies and graces of God. Amen to that. So, kind of as a lead up into this episode, you know, just a little bit of reflection. A number of years ago, we got a chance to chat with our friend Lisa Pack, and she was really sharing some of her experiences And since then, we've been wanting to listen to more and more stories and experiences about women in leadership. And it's taken us a couple years, and we really want to continue to just dive into this topic because it requires us to continue to unpack this and to continue to bring to light these experiences. And so right off the top of the bat, we're going to be sharing about why we believe this conversation is so needed at this time. And Xenia, we're going to invite you to start off this conversation.
1: First of all, I think I'm just really grateful we're having this conversation because, you know, every once in a while, every century or so, the church has this conversation and I'm hoping this one sticks. I'm hoping that we actually have this conversation and, you know, the church doesn't just shut its doors again to women in leadership. That's part of the reason why I'm really glad we're having this conversation. But then on a more personal note, I think... I'm just thinking about all the women that I've walked with over my years of ministry and some of the heartbreak that they've experienced in being told that they can't be called to ministry or pastor's wives who spent their entire life in ministry alongside their husbands, but not having their ministries legitimated. Mm. And I think, no, you know, it's time for women to actually have their voices heard again. It's been far too long since it's happened last.
0: Zini, I really appreciate what you just shared there. And I want to follow up and just ask you, why is it the case that women's voices aren't heard? Or why are they not taken seriously? And so you just mentioned, you know, it's time for women's voices to be heard again. But why haven't they been listened to? Why haven't they been prominent voices in our churches and in our communities and spheres?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question, right? Because I think... Women are often at the forefront of religious movements. They're at the forefront of missionary movements. They're the ones who really establish churches. And then once the churches get established, then women get shunted off to the side. And it doesn't really matter where you go in the world. That's true for it. It happened in Canada. It happened in China. And it happened in the UK as well as the United States. Like no matter, you throw a dart. And I think that's just a common thread that happens in the world.
0: Everywhere everywhere.
1: Yeah. So it makes me think like, oh, is this truly the work of the spirit? Or is this something else that's going on? Is there is there some sort of cultural sort of undercurrent that says to women, actually, no, this isn't the right place where you belong. It's somewhere else, which is the kitchen or with the kids. I think more immediately there was, I mean, certainly the rift between fundamentalism and evangelicalism, and as well as like the more modern liberal sort of movement really contributed to some of this, but as did post-World War II. But, you know, by the seventies and eighties, we get like this this really interesting upswell of evangelicals who are afraid of the liberal agenda um, that somehow gets tied Mm. in with some of the Cold War rhetoric in the United States. And there's, you know, you can read Kristen Dumais' book on that, but, What's interesting about that is how affected we are by these cultural swings. And maybe in part, it was also a fear of the sexual revolution, but we get this macho masculinity. We also get this domestic housewife motif that all women get crammed into. And then we, we put people in boxes. And I think that's some of it, but you know, it's also that. It's often said, like, you know, women's voices are pitched a little too high. And so it's hard to take women seriously because of the pitches of our voices. Or when I, I when I go and preach, I've been I've actually preached at a church where they came and, and critiqued my clothing after. Is said, really? That's that's the thing you took from this, my appearance. And I, I thought I'd been dressing fairly conservatively that day, too. So, you know, for whatever reason it is, women, we've heard it all, <laughs> I guess I should say and it's too bad because I think I I look at some of the older women now in their fifties and sixties and they said, really this, this conversation is still around. And I go, yeah. And we're just fighting a new wave of it again.
2: It's really sad that, you know, as you were talking, Zinia, that so much of it, it's like this culture that is not critical of its assumed power and fear. And it's just like, you know, like, It's so opposite to what the Christian narrative is all about. Um, It's just like it's just so sad. I just don't know how to how else to put it. It's just so devastating.
3: I I I definitely see all the things that you're talking about, like in the historical side. And if I were to try to be fair, I don't even know if that's the right term, fair to some of you know my my friends or fellow pastors who lean more towards complementarian. Theology, like I'm not talking about the worst of a patriarchal kind of church, you know, group or leaders, but those who are even trying to just—I want to be true to Scripture, and I don't want to like you're saying, Xenia, like not—I don't want to be not true to Scripture or or my value to it. I can understand that totally, but like kind of like what I think B is saying, there is something about well, do you understand that you bring preconceived biases and notions to the text? Do you understand that you're you're being formed by a certain tradition or or, uh, understanding of what's coming on? And will you at least be open to the conversation that other either biblical scholarship or hermeneutic that's out there? And I think at times we are more influenced just by the pop, whatever's the pop culture level, uh, Christianity line of thinking. So if I like a certain author and that author espouses something, then I will usually just follow whatever they say. And that's it. I don't want, I don't want to think any more critically and that's it. So for me at times, I think the conversation is still important because a lot of how I changed my mind on the topic was through some theological thinking that I'm like, Oh, if I'm only looking at scripture from this literal point of view, but I can't see the other ways of how other people are interpreting this, then what am I doing here? And it led me to a path to kind of grow in my understanding of interpretation of the Bible. And thus Help me see, oh, what is the, what is Paul actually talking about with women and in leadership? And a, a lot of men and women, like authors and, and, and people I've interacted with helped me see this in the end, I think, which has shifted that. But I do think for the trying to be fair as much as possible, maybe there's some people who are still just trying to be faithful to scripture and don't want it to be like, oh, this is, I don't want to be unfaithful to the word of God as an evangelical or something like that, which has its own issues <laughs> unto itself but you know like i also i think some of us read william webb's book thinking of a redemptive hermeneutic that of course not everybody agrees with but you know talking about slaves women homosexuals and people some people say the liberal rhetoric could be oh i i am a, you know slaves okay we shouldn't be taking slaves anymore women okay if if we keep going in that path we're going to now ordain lgbtq into our churches and it's now trying to create this fortress mentality but I think for the missional movement, you're trying to, okay, well, how are we interpreting these passages? How are we understanding where God's leading us in understanding how to engage various groups of people? And what does God ultimately want us to go to in being part of his building, his kingdom?
1: Because I think we don't give enough credit to how much American culture impacts us. A lot of the theologies we've inherited, like I, I retrace some of the American history in part because... In particular, diaspora churches are outsized, like has a, have had an outsized influence from the American church, just because of the way that American literature has formed a lot of the missions movement over the last century. And then before that, the Western world in general. And, and you're right. Like, I think, like, you know, I say to my church all the time, you no, know, we, we live with difference. But the thing is, is that at my church, at our church, we have women in ministry. We invite you to stay with us and journey with us. But at the end of the day, if this isn't for you, then it, it's okay. There will be someplace else for you where we can serve God in different capacities. What I, I find really hard is that for a lot of men, this question about women in ministry is abstracted. It becomes a theological question, whereas men in ministry is not thought about the same way. Because really, it, if you think about men in ministry, it's also an ontological question, as much as it is for a woman. Mm. I think it's har- what's hard to hear when we have these conversations is, are we actually respecting the Imago Dei in one another? Do we actually believe that we can hear God correctly? Uh, are we discerning as a community to be able to say, well, okay, here's this thing that I think God is putting on my life, go to scripture together, and then we go to our community. And so, you know, I, I think that's what I have a problem with, that we don't have robust enough systems of discernment and calling and vocation together as a community of God to pursue God's mission is the probably the bigger problem that surrounds whether or not women can be in ministry.
2: I think, like, you know, just from what you were saying, me and what she was talking about, like, it isn't so much about, you know, this listening to God together and going on mission, but something that, you know, she alluded to, like, our church, our systems, our frameworks, our safety nets, you know, like, and these, this, like, our mentality also is not, like, really an our, like, a bigger our mentality. It's like, like are like people who think like us people who you know look like us like you know understand the same thing like us and i think like that's the hard part and you know like in some of our other conversations in this topic like i think a lot of it is it's it's really you know what does it mean to nurture the spaces where you know like we are confronted with things that we are uncomfortable with but then begin to see the god's at work and i think like those are the spaces that are so significant and important because then it isn't just about like a system that I'm upholding and not just theologizing a topic, but actually knowing that our God is not just in the theology books, but God is in our neighborhoods, is with people. He's, he's inviting us to see something much bigger um, if we so choose to you know, be in those spaces. When you, when
3: you talk B, it reminds me of that, you know, the conversations about the bounded set centered set it's hard if you're only centered on one thing and until you're more open to have some of those, you know, conversations with others. Like I think what's been modeled to me in a lot of my life as a son of an immigrant family, we go to Chinese, Chinese immigrant church. It was very much like stay within the center and the world is, you know, be, be fortress again, away from the world. So you try to keep to that group mentality, the hour, like you're saying, not the big, a bigger, you know, see what God is doing out there. And I think until there is some willingness towards that, you kind of just stay there. And actually, I find people like, actually, Zini, I think you're sort of mentioning it. Some people go like leave the church that's open to go to a more closed setting. <laughs> actually, sometimes I find.
0: I think within this conversation that we're just having right now, and as I'm listening to the three of you, there hopefully can be this invitation into that ongoing hermeneutical work, and how, in particular, these particular convictions continue to shape us as a people and as a church moving forward. And, and hopefully, there can be more and more of these types of spaces within our context because it has such an impact on us. And I think, you know, in the midst of differences, how then do we continue to discern and wrestle through scripture and continue to? understand how God is working among us in these type of ways. When it comes to like theological reflections and of course looking at the history, so much comes out. And so how do we talk about these things? How can we learn to understand how we were shaped and understand what might God be doing to stir us up now and to move us forward, especially as it relates to the issue of gender. I think maybe more than ever like this year 2021 and even 2020 and and a bit before has given us pause to reflect on different things too. It's been a specific matter that has come up more and more, and perhaps the Holy Spirit really is kind of spurring us on and seeing how it's brought up in denominations, how it's brought up among the literature world, like authorship, how we have been seeing people step down from churches and step away from denominations because of these differences and wondering what is God kind of doing in the midst of all of this? Like, what is he saying and, and what is he opening up? And is this part of how he is shaping us as we are moving forward, right? I think one of the things in terms of theological convictions and working through different theology, and this kind of goes back to one of our way, way earlier episodes is it's still kind of labeled in terms of talking about this issue as like, oh, this is like, you know, uh, a feminist theology, or this is, uh, you know, a theology that's only about a gender thing, when it becomes like compartmentalized and kind of You're too to the influenced
3: side. by the culture, not yeah, yeah, by yeah, the yeah, Bible. Yeah, yeah. You're being that's, corrupted. You're being why, corrupted.
0: Right here. <laughs> right? But wow. Yeah. Which is very interesting, because then exactly what Xenia said, no one talks about why are is it that men lead, right? You know, it's like we have we unpacked that? <laughs> like gone back and looked at it and and or we just next series it.
3: is men in ministry.
0: <laughs> how, how, do, how do we t-
3: yeah, let's have that conversation. Oh
0: man yeah. we're all, <laughs> is this prophetic? <laughs> oh, you know, she was already going for it. Oh man, yes. you know, along these lines, I, I'm just hoping that we're hearing more and more experiences and voices and feel that there have been so many stories that have been untold so many things that have been unheard have been latent have been under the surface and for some it's been you know suppressed underneath the surface but you know for others it's it's maybe just not even knowing how to listen to it and and to kind of process through it and so i'm hoping that through this series especially we are creating that type of space to listen, to kind of reflect, and to continue to dialogue with, with a number of our guests that we have lined up that are gonna be coming along. And hopefully as it does, as 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 we do listen, maybe we can start to in particular, how we can learn to perhaps grieve and lament over some of the past, how we can learn to just listen and, and understand how God is working in the midst of this particular area in our lives, and then with a sense of hopefulness, how it can be shaping the church and shaping us as followers of Christ as we're moving forward. And so with all of that in mind, I'm really looking forward to this series.
2: You know, just want to say a word for the listeners. I don't think we've actually done much of these things where like we're addressing the listenership, but I'm just, you know, I think as we approach this topic, I think our prayer and our heart, and I hope that I can speak on behalf of all of us. Like if if you're a woman listener, to the series, I, I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you're heard. I pray that you know that there are people who like stand with you, recognize you, that you are gifted and God has incredible things. And that you're encouraged to listen to these other women leaders who are, you know, doing incredible things too. And I think for all the men listeners You know, whatever the theological spectrum that you may be in, I pray that you're challenged and encouraged too to to recognize to see you know our role and our our place of supporting and encouraging. You know, like we often use the language of mutual mutual submission, and I and I pray that like even as we nurture this series, like even in our hopefully our attitude and our posture has been like of a mutually submissive space where we are learning together. So we just you know humbly submit this series and pray that this will be a space of encouragement and challenge the church.
1: Yeah. I'll echo that. I I really hope that this conversation or these, these sets of conversations will start much needed dialogue. And I hope that it's accompanied with prayer that you really do submit your wrestling to the spirit of God and to take them into back into your communities and have good, conversations that that call you to to the goodness of Jesus.
0: That's a great final word for us. And our hope is that always any one of our conversations are taken with prayer. And as we seek what the spirit is saying and doing in amongst us. So with that, we're going to be looking forward to the upcoming episodes. And we hope that you will be excited about them as well. And we thank you guys so much for joining us on this conversation. And as always, we would love to hear what you think. How are some of the ways in which you were formed to understand women's roles in leadership? What experiences have you had? How has that played out in your context? And what has your journey been like? You could always reach us by Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or by email at contact.campodcast at gmail.com. That's contact.campodcast at gmail.com. And let us know your reflections and your initial responses to today's conversations. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. And also please share it with others as that helps us to get this conversation out there. You've been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast. And on behalf of Xenia, Bernard, Shu, and myself, we hope you'll join us on this journey. See you next time.